0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite, ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. last week when i said i had a certain topic that i wanted to discuss that uh we were gonna save for this week because of the whole battle pass discussion
1: oh yeah for i I mean i'm trying to remember if you said on the podcast i'm pretty sure you did you mentioned it yeah yeah i did and i left it in too yeah (laughs) i remember that well i
0: forgot what it was until you reminded me just seconds before recording when i'm like oh i don't know how to start this one
1: yeah um it's true (laughs)
0: We've been talking about this game, the Callisto Protocol, for about two years now, and it finally came out, and, you know, it, it hasn't been as extremely well-received as I think the developers were hoping, or people in general.
1: I think it's a PC port. I'm pretty sure the console ports are, like, it's, like, whatever. Re- reception, it's kind of, like, it's good. I think it's the really the PC launch of it is where it's, like, people are having, like, problems with it. From what I've seen. Well, I've heard...
0: Is. More or less, it's like even from a gameplay standpoint, it's not living up to all the you know the the two it's years of hype.
1: Quadruple isn't it the first like quadruple. Quadruple game? A. It's yeah. like the
0: the first one that like it, it was the buzzword around the time of announcement. Like quadruple A games, bigger than triple A, mm-hmm. better than triple A. And while I must admit that like from a graphics standpoint, it does look like a very like well crafted game graphics wise. You just hear this stuff about, oh, it's not very good, the gameplay is not very solid, it's kind of just taking things from an other game, which you know just by looking at Callisto Protocol what it's taking from, mm. and kind of doing it either the same or just not at all. Um, some of the podcasts I listen to have just like been so down on this game that it's just like, hard to believe that this was hyped up for so long and then came out to such, like, mixed reviews, I would say.
1: I mean, yeah, if you're hyping up something them to be the next big thing, like, this is a quadruple A game, like, come on now, like, big thing, and the, the reception's kind of, like, lukewarm. It's sort of like, you know, you expect, people expected more from it.
0: In thinking about that last week before we recorded, I w- had another idea that is not exactly, like similar it's just that that's the idea that led to the question i had and that question was sometimes games come out and they get really really good scores and then you play it and you are not super satisfied with it and my question was is there a game that you have played that got super high scores and high praise from everybody that you have completed or beaten that did not live up to it for you? Mm, I
1: have one in particular. That's a interesting and very
0: good question. Like, you finished the game, mm-hmm. but it didn't live up to the hype. Like, a lot of times Ooh. when you don't think something lives up to the hype, you won't finish it. Like, I won't finish a certain game like Fire Emblem Three Houses, even though it's critically acclaimed. But is there ever, like, hard mode, is there a game that you have finished that you were done with it and you're like, you know what, this was just fine. Even though it got, like,
1: perfect scores. I'm probably gonna look through my list, like, just kind of skim through it real quick. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could give out your answer, I'm probably gonna just skim through, like, mine. And maybe figure out from there.
0: I have a couple, but I think Deathloop is, like, easy mode here. Um, Near Automata, like, that was such a critically acclaimed thing when mm-hmm. it first came out people were just non-stop talking about how amazing near was um and i finally played it maybe like a month after it came out and it was not exactly what i wanted which was like a good follow-up to metal gear rising i found the open world to be something unnecessary in the context of it where where most of what you were doing was traveling around an empty world i didn't like the shifts in gameplay mm-hmm. um when you played um I'm forgetting his name, the second character, the guy, I don't remember his name, but his sections had, like, these little, like, hacking minigame things where you mm-hmm. were, like, it, it was silly to me, um, and I really did not like the the third section, which was, like, the one where you're playing as A2, um, and, and the difficulty spiked and everything, I just, I was so excited for that game when I played it, and mm. then I played it, and I'm like, this isn't great for me at all, and I know people love this game, and, like... People love this game for the story, and I'll admit the story was good. I feel like similarly about Ragnarok, where the story is good, but I wasn't really feeling the gameplay. But, um, I did finish Nier Automata. The other one I was going to say, of course, Deathloop. Um, one that I almost finished but never did was Mario Plus Rabbids, the first one. I didn't quite finish that one, but I made it, you know, about the 80% mark to where I can say yeah it's just it's gotten these nines and tens when you wouldn't have mm-hmm. expected that game to and then it's just like for me i don't know if it was because it was a strategy game or if it because i felt it was too hard for me or something like that it just it was in air quotes fine
1: i i mean from from my list i don't really complete a game if i'm not like liking it and feeling it if it's not like up to what my standards and our expectation is that's kind of a hard thing Thing for me to complete i i say a game that i've initially liked and, and i'm now like kind of like lukewarm to it. i'm like it's all right it's fine uh for me honestly is uh grand theft auto 5 i oh. was early adopter pre-order went down picked it up day one I I was, like, that kid, like, when they came out. I was going to go go pick it up. I played San Andreas before, and I was hyped for the fifth one. I played four and all that. And when I obviously initially played it, it was, you know, what how everyone was talking about when it first came out, or revolutionary games, you know, GTA's the best, like, it's all yeah. this stuff, you know, all the missions are crazy. And throughout the years returning to the game, it's not a bad game, but it's not... I would say the masterpiece people want it to be and maybe kind of initially put out there when it first came out just to make it kind of short and sweet. I think it's an all right game and a gameplay perspective. The story is amazing. It's pretty good mechanics, great, good ideas, you know, three playable characters, different trees and storylines and play styles that each character speaks for a different person. But once you kind of break down to it, like I've always said about my biggest problem with GTA five, just the like vanilla story mode is the online gets all these cool updates and the vanilla just stays there. And it's just kind of, just kind of, it's just like, the 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 city is not really detailed. It's just the backdrop for like a movie set. That's the best way I can put GTA. Which maybe they're going for it, but I really doubt it. You look at Red Dead Redemption, GTA 4. They're very detailed worlds with lots, a lot of like cool Easter eggs and little details with like uh, yeah. like. NPCs doing different things and it's kind of like this crazy stuff going around. Especially Red Dead Redemption Two. That's why I think Red Dead Redemption Two is like my favorite compared to that PS4 yeah. kind of generation. It's like that's for me like is a much better game. Feels like GTA Four and Red Dead One do have some of that. I can't
0: think of the word for it. Some of that like quality of mid two thousands games before all the battle passes yeah, like Left and season Dead passes and stuff that, took like, over quality. and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! It's just like those little details of just like. Damage or dents or vehicles or NPCs just doing something different and then actually having a routine for different characters, like each individual NPC does something different, was, I, I would say, better in other games besides GTA 5. Um, one more since I'm right in front of my games right now, um, one more I thought
0: of that was like really highly rated, but then I played it, completed it. I've even went into play a second time, didn't finish the second playthrough, um, and felt it was just okay final fantasy 7 remake the first one <laughs> that's one that okay. people love and for me it was just like you know this is not my favorite the battle system is better than final fantasy 7's original battle system but you know i did appreciate the story though that's a common thing with games like this is like sometimes you appreciate the story so mm-hmm. i don't know just something that's been rolling around in my head because i'm like there are a few really critically acclaimed games that i have played And felt completely the opposite of after finishing them. There's also highly rated games that I've played and dropped. um, You know, like some of the uh, games I've bought on the Switch. I think Bravely Default 2 got like pretty good reviews. And I was like, you know what? After like six hours of Bravely Default 2, I was like, let's not talk about Bravely Default 2. Sonic Colors! That's a a good question.
1: Uh, (laughs) Because for me, early on, I will say when when I collect things, it's more or less... I used to see certain quote unquote rare games or like highly acclaimed games, but I would almost purchase them. But then my brain said, do you really want to play this game? Like, are you collecting it because you want to play it or you collecting it because the status of what people say about it? And it was like pretty early on where I said, you know what? I shouldn't collect things. I'm not going to play eventually. Every game I collect or want to collect is because at some point I want to play it and maybe complete it one day. Yeah, and circling all the way around to to Deathloop, like I said at the top here, um,
0: just because it's swimming in tens, it's mm-hmm. still a stealth based. Um, what's the word I'm looking for for this? The there's a genre that this is in. Um, I know
1: what you're talking something it's like simulator, the immersive genre. sim, immersive there sim.
0: There we go. Um, just because it's ten out of tens, it's still an immersive sim, and that ain't my
1: genre. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good question. That was interesting because, yeah. like, a lot of people, they're always, oh, I just never completed it. But, well, yeah, what well, yeah, most where... of the
0: time you will stop yeah. playing a game that you, but, like, sometimes you're just like, no, nah, let me power through and see what's happening here. And you still might find some enjoyment in it, but it's not, not going to the... be the 10 out of 10 yeah. you hoped for.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah. That's, that's that's a pretty good and interesting question to really think about a lot of games. Yeah. Like, you know, did I beat I'm this I'm surprised I, I forgot it. about it. <laughs> that's a good one. Anyway. We're here for a brand new Markers
0: on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure, where today we are talking all about the reveals from the Game Awards. But Before we get started, my name is Daniel, and I'm here, with, as always, with my good friend and co-host, Robert. I'm a little frazzled right now, Robert, but how are you doing?
1: Uh, oh, now I'm doing same old, same old. I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, You know, just you just say you're a little feeling frazzled. Feeling better? You feeling, other besides being feeling frazzled, you feeling all right?
0: Yeah, I'm feeling all right. Just a little frazzled getting my thoughts together so many things to talk about my list isn't organized in the order that the show did it for the most part but i tried to put things in like a more exciting order Mm -hmm. (laughs) other than that doing okay it's the holidays busy times going christmas shopping all that good stuff, but we got some Game Awards stuff to talk about. So before we get started on talking about some of the reveals, which um, we're not going to touch on all the reveals here on the on the show. Um, there are certain things that I just don't think would be interesting for me and you to talk about, like Baldur's Gate 3. I know that's an important game for a huge amount of people, but you and I know nothing about Baldur's mm-hmm. Gate <laughs> so it's like I'm not going to talk about it I'm not going to say well this is a continuation of Baldur's Gate 2 where this character I mean yeah that, it's like
1: <laughs> why why bring up things that we not necessarily not have interest in but we're just like we don't know what goes on with it so yeah you I know, feel like
0: everything that I wrote down is would be easy enough for us to discuss yeah
1: it's sort of like with the podcast when you record it it's like yeah we try to be very much like inclusive about a lot of things but they're just like it's more or less like it's better if we just don't say anything about it because we won't know what to talk about because like neither of us kind of like are into that in the sense that we've never been exposed to that or are into that in that sort of sense like we never just been like just kind of exposed to it so it's just like yeah uh certain things here and there we can talk more about than others plus if we talked about literally everything even stuff
0: that we have no clue about from from those reveals we'd be here for at least two hours oh we would definitely (laughs) anyway some winners we need to touch on before we get to um the reveals christopher judge saw it coming from a mile away Man gave out a few free Steam Deck, Am I right? We got a
1: couple free Steam decks here and there, but that was a pretty good speech. Uh, There's was a heartfelt speech because he was putting some real like feelings to it. So it was it was pretty good. Yeah. I think he, you know he deserved as much time as he felt like. Yeah, we're big Christopher
0: Judge fans here. Um, I thought that was cool. Uh, big surprise for me was Splatoon three winning the multiplayer game over Call of Duty, which I did not see coming. <laughs> but I
1: am very happy it's like i didn't see it coming but at the same time part of me is like well you should have seen it coming because of how hyped it sort of was so it's like you should have never denied it i guess because yeah i guess you know because call of duty is always the big multiplayer game so it's just like you know what maybe it is about time that people start saying that like call of duty is no longer you know the the game that that multiplayer game there's a lot more to play now that people will prefer
0: i can't remember like I didn't think Splatoon was going to win because obviously I thought Call of Duty would win because, like, it seems like it always does. But I Mm -hmm. think on multiplayer, I voted for Shredder's Revenge because if that was up for that, I'm pretty sure it was up for that. Because I'm like, you know, if Splatoon's not going to win, why not Shredder's Revenge? (laughs) Splatoon (laughs) ends up winning. Um, I played some of the Splatoon 3 uh, big run event this weekend. I'm going to talk about that soon. Um, Mm -hmm. It was pretty cool. The best family game was actually kirby like i was hoping for last week amazing that was
1: pretty good i like that. that was a shocker but that was a pretty good shocker well like like happy shock i'm like well you know what it's good like yeah why not give it to give it yeah, to kirby
0: definitely one of my favorite games of the year um the best score the best music and uh, accessibility both went to god of war ragnarok now the music in God of War Ragnarok is amazing. Some people are definitely mad about Xenoblade or Elden Ring not winning the music, but you know, Bear,
1: Bear I mean, McCreary does a great job with his scores. Sonic, I'll give him that. I'll give Sonic Frontier like, like I said, oh the music yeah, is in not even It wasn't <laughs> even like on there, so that really does like bite. Uh, Sonic Frontier does have a good soundtrack, but I will say this: you know, you do make an iconic soundtrack if like only four notes play but you know which you know like oh that's Kratos' theme like if it's yeah. it's four simple notes but when you hear it you're just like oh i know who this is like i know what's about to go down but yeah sonic definitely
0: wins in my heart but we got to give props to the flute guy during the xenoblade oh, the segment he was of the get- orchestra he oh, was getting in on it what a, what a I read somewhere that they built their own flutes for recording the soundtrack for the game to get a certain sound i don't know if that's true or not but i'm inclined to think that that's true i mean
1: <laughs> Knowing the gaming industry and how much they enjoy making music, we've seen, like, mm-hmm. really good, like, soundtracks. I could I could yeah. 100% believe it. Direction, I was expecting to go
0: to God of War, but it went to Elden Ring along with Game of the Year, mm-hmm. which I'm, I am I would agree with that decision. I, um, having played everything except Plague Tale, I think, and Plague Tale, I don't think, was ever going to win Game of the Year.
1: Stray um, should have won. It was robbed.
0: Yeah, I Stray mean, I'm won. always... I'm, I'm here for Stray, <laughs> But I'm not going to complain about Elden Ring winning because I thought that was one of the most I'm, like new new experiences.
1: I'm more year. I'm more or less sort of shocked in the sense of I think God of War is more appealing to a majority of people, but at the end of the day, whatever is the technical better game, no matter what you say, hours, themes, music, all that goes into the game itself, gameplay, and what makes a game of the year, you know, it could be whatever you want. My personal choice would would be God of War, just in the sense of like the image it brings out, sort of like it is more appealing to more people. But you know, being the popular doesn't make you the greatest. You know, that's just the, yeah. maybe the way you could see it. Like something could be popular does not make it the best at in its game. In the sense, I, I will say
0: when we talk about God of War Ragnarok after you play it, um, I think there's going to be an interesting. We might agree on some things. We might disagree on some things, but I feel like we, like, just knowing the both of us, I feel like we're more inclined to agree on the certain things about that game that I think are a problem, and we're probably more inclined to agree on the things that we think are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not saying anything about the plot or even the gameplay elements of that game <laughs> on this podcast, because you need to go in as fresh as I did for this one. Um, it's not a bad game, but it's just...
1: It's a lot. <laughs> I still think it's, it's still good to not talk about it because it's still a holiday yeah. game. Someone's going to play it for the holidays.
0: Yeah, this po- this is probably going to be a post Christmas discussion on
1: God yeah War Ragnarok. All right,
0: on to some announcements because I think that's most of what we needed to talk about as far as awards go there was a lot of awards given out some in rapid succession i mean um, i saw just that like,
1: like marvel snap became like they had like a 30 minute like pre-game show they had like marvel snap one oh yeah, marvel yeah game of the year there's a couple here and there um
0: they had some the, reveals in the in the pre-show too we'll talk about one of them here but mm. apparently
1: there's like a hellboy roguelike coming out that i'm interested mm. in <laughs> the, i mean like i said the awards alone we're gonna be here for another hour so i think we just kind of got the major ones.
0: Yeah. All right. Speaking of roguelikes, the first reveal, I believe, was Hades 2. Um, this was actually a real surprise for me. Hades, as you know, I played, I've discussed on this podcast, um, like, early on, like, in within the first 10 episodes, I think it was talking about Hades on this podcast. Um, it's a very good... Narrative driven roguelike, which is not something you usually see with a Mm -hmm. very charming cast of characters, great artwork, and great gameplay to balance it out. So, as far as I can say, you can only go up from Hades. I don't see a world where Hades 2 is worse than the first one. I only see a world where it takes what's best from the first one, listens to all that criticism from the first one, you know, even though there was very little, and uses that early access period that Hades 2 is launching in to create. Mm -hmm an even better godlike roguelike
1: i mean yeah uh i mean hades is not my type of genre of game i've seen like what what kind of is i mean maybe at some point it's just i don't know i never really like was kind of interested but i mean i don't disagree that it's probably not one of the like best like roguelike games out there i don't disagree it looks very nice a lot of it's at the were, top of that pantheon. Yeah, I, I, I can, I, like, for, like, is like, me playing it, I don't see it, but as like, me seeing the actual game, I can see why people are hyped for this game. Like, okay, I can see the appeal to this. It's one of those, I, I can respect it and give it, you know, like, okay, I, I, I see the, the, you know, what's up with it. Plus,
0: it does have a really great accessibility mode um, that really helped me where you are getting 20 percent defense and if you die you start your run over you get another two percent defense so it encourages to you for you to get better while also kind of equaling out your strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. and allowing you to finish the game at a defense point that works for you and then maybe you'll continue to improve See, as you keep going
1: through. i like how we were we were joking they were like oh hades i like how some of these we joked and they were true like hades too and it actually was. Oh yeah, like, oh, I was Hades saying 2. this looks
0: like it could be Hades yeah.
1: too. The sequel of Hades, bam,
0: Hades. I didn't 2. think <laughs> you were
1: joking. I was just like, oh yeah, this is Hades too. Like this looks like Hades too. But it's like, well, it actually is Hades too. I know you were very shocked that it actually was, but I, I yeah. felt, like, yeah, because I was like saying this looks
0: just like Hades. Are they doing like a a, a off or are they doing something that's like Hades? Because Hades is so good.
1: I don't know. The, these guys are are good at what they do. <laughs> the developers <Yeah>. of Hades. <laughs> I mean, it seems like their first kind of step into it, it. I mean, I think people should have the right to be hyped for this.
0: Now for <laughs> something that I didn't like that we must talk about because it's first party Nintendo. Uh Fire Emblem Engage uh oh. announced their DLC season pass, mm-hmm. paid season pass with day mm-hmm. one content before the game even came out. Uh don't like that. Regardless of my thoughts on Fire Emblem, I don't like the season pass being announced you know, an expensive season pass being announced before a game even comes out.
1: I don't like that. It's one of those things where maybe it's kind of weird. I don't think it's that weird compared to, like, you look at games like Call of Duty and probably Overwatch now where you're expecting a season pass I feel like we expect it.
0: it from that, though.
1: I think I do agree in that sense that, I think it's one of those things where it's sort of a a, a out of nowhere punch because it's like you wouldn't expect it, and now it is like before the game's even out. Like let me wind this up real quick. Boom, season pass, and it's just like okay, that was kind of unexpected. I can see why you could be frustrated with that. Now
0: Nintendo seems to do this with two series, as far as I can tell. They do it with Fire Emblem, and they do it with Xenoblade. One of those games I kind of like, and the other one is Fire Emblem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you look at like smash bros most of the stuff was fire emblem dlc so is dlc that surprising for fire emblem you can, you know
0: no i mean they had dlc for three houses but i cannot for the life of me remember if they announced it before the game came out i'm like wait you're gonna charge 60 dollars for a new game but then you're bringing in a season pass from the start i oh man and that's... i hear that there might be some gotcha mechanics in this game i'm like i'm noping out uh... of engage until the price drops
1: <laughs> it, it's, it's one of those things where season passes are sort of they are a way of the dinosaur where it's like you can 100 yeah. percent. i'd a rather game. have
0: a season pass than some of this monetization in these modern games though
1: honestly some some of it i think epic is the king of, of, of it. doing it very well yes but, yes uh, like we talked about last week are, epic yeah. is pretty good at this <laughs> epic is very well i can, but yeah i can see the frustration behind having season pass announced before the game being even like Announced to be released or the the release of it.
0: Yeah, but um, from here on out, I think we have, if it's not a big hit of a reveal, in general, um, it's a big hit in the way it was revealed. Um, Bayonetta Origins was a huge surprise because that it was, was from Platinum surprise. Games. They show Bayonetta. Yeah, this is a prequel. It kind of looks like a storybook game. I don't really know what type of gameplay it, genre you know what it is.
1: Looks like. It looks like the like Link awaken, uh, Link's Awakening, kind of like that, kind of like a top down old school Link game. Yeah, where just kind of walking around. Although that
0: game, they look like little plastic figures, and it was very charming. Whereas I this say the kind look, of is like
1: it's the gameplay. I would say the gameplay is yeah. definitely like that.
0: I was like, this is a little visually overwhelming for me, but it looks like you're playing as Sariza and maybe Cheshire, who was introduced as Viola's companion in Bayonetta three. Now, this is apparently a full-priced game at $60, so mm-hmm. I'm going to need to see some kind of preview for this or something because sometimes you look at a game and you're like, this seems like it should be 20 but it's $60. Like hmm.
1: a $30 game, 60 yeah. Hopefully it has a good amount of content where it's like, no, this is a good like, 10, 15, 20-hour game. Then it's like, okay, yeah. you know that fits the price. But if it's like a short 3-hour game, and it's like very easy to like kind of like go through it then it's maybe like $60 could be asking a little too much it might be trying to go off the hype of Bayonetta 3 maybe
0: it is being done by Platinum it looks like um so I expect there to be some good replay value a lot of hidden secrets I don't expect it Mm -hmm. to be lacking in that department um I mostly just want to know what the general idea of playing it is but that'll be in the coming months Another big reveal was Judas. This is Ken Levine's new game. He is most famously known for creating Bioshock. And what I get from Judas Mm, is Bioshock in space.
1: Okay, yeah, this was, like, straight up people were just like, Bioshock does not... This is the the sort of... um, the theme going around right now where it's like okay this company won't make this game the creator or people who were very yeah. behind the <laughs> you're, original thinking what, uh, like, you're thinking about what you're thinking about glenn
0: Schofield and, and callisto protocol
1: <laughs> yeah it's like back for blood callisto protocol stuff like that where it's like we'll we'll make it but it's, it's the new of, meta it's sort of not the same punch that you know the original had you know, you could tell mm-hmm. it's from the same creator or same team, but from what we're seeing, it's not having the best track record. Which I hope, like at least with this one, it's having you know a good amount of people behind developing and actually making a good game, not just based on a sole inspirational hype behind another game. Yeah, because that could be you know a, a curse as well, because people are gonna compare it to whatever you may be inspired by or you know you previously worked on. So hopefully this does like maybe break the mold of like no we're gonna make it better and we'll keep we'll keep it going or something you know what i mean
0: yeah i did get a little bit of like intensity from this trailer kind of like you'd see in something from cyberpunk um whereas original bioshock feels like a very moody game like a very like the tone is set through the entire world of bioshock 1 and this seems to be like a little more all over the place oh. in how it's presented so <laughs> i kept you know, saying we'll see
1: uh instead of big daddies they're gonna have giant mommies like come on now <laughs> instead of big daddies and is now bring giant out dimitrescu
0: from uh resident evil resident Village. evil there's on a new <laughs> giant mom in are space gonna be so she's in gotta space. have an astronaut helmet on <laughs>
1: the whole F af- oh yeah it's true it will be an, astro- an astronaut suit and not uh, a scuba diver like old like 1920s suit imagine
0: though what if it is like a big daddy but he's in a space
1: suit instead of a diving suit could you Ooh. imagine <laughs> that that would just kind of just be like at that point is like oh come on that is kind of it would Bioshock's be the leonardo
0: biggest. dicaprio meme where he's pointing at the screen oh, like oh, oh, i know yeah, that guy like,
1: <laughs> it's like it's sort of like kind of like okay you know the biggest thing bioshock has is sort of like they made the whole big daddy image, like the whole, yeah. like, a big sort of monster scuba diver. It's with the classic,
0: giant... let's put the villain on the box art. Yeah. Kind of like Diablo did. <laughs> anyway, Death Stranding 2,
1: baby. DS2, come on now. DS2. Um, What oh. a great trailer.
0: Kojima never um, fails to deliver with his trailers.
1: I was sort of thinking, what could this be? My initial thought was DS2, was Death Stranding 2. Um, But I said, maybe not. Maybe he would like to do something else. But maybe Kojima is sort of wanting to really, you know, establish this universe that he's maybe very passionate about. It seems he has a lot of passion to it with the story and the characters and people who are working with him around him about it. So... At first, like I said, I was like, "Oh, it's, it's Death Stranding too." But I was like, "No, maybe we'll see what it is." But once I saw the the sort of the little baby, uh, was what it what's it called? The little like uh, the like, BB, the BB, was the thing they're they're in? Not the actual, but like the the carrier, or whatever. The BB pod, in. the BB pod. Yeah. Once I saw that, I said, "Okay, this is Death Stranding too."
0: Yeah, As I was like, you know, it kind of feels like this. I saw Lea do, and I'm like, "Oh, there's gotta be, it's gotta be a sequel to *Death Stranding*." Now, the trailer alone. As somebody who's finished the first game, the trailer alone raises so many questions as to what the plot of this game will be, where it will take place, and actually, what the gameplay will be. I'm thinking there's going to be some kind of shake-up here, just based on what we've seen, than your usual, like, delivery thing. And I've seen some things online that people are kind of analyzing the trailers as people do, but I think when it comes to Kojima, you're just gonna have to wait till the next trailer to get your next bit of mm. like actually true information it has um, sort of uh
1: this in the trailers they had this sort of question like should have because One should we was, have connected should have we yeah it Death one is we need yeah. to connect and now it is should have we connected so uh yeah you know it does have this sort of like wh- how is it going to actually play that is the real question because the whole slogan for it is should have we've connected so how maybe like you walk backwards in this one. I don't know. Like it might be something weird, but uh, now here's and a real with the good way that the
0: characters are presented. Even I have questions, and I'm like, are we going to play as Sam in this game, or are we going to play as Fragile in this game? Like, I, are you going to play as Daryl in Daryl Game Two, or are you going to play as Fragile? Okay. Stuff like that. See, it's just all going through my head.
1: <laughs> I, I, I I'll I'll put this question out. What if Death Stranding Two is only release? on the nintendo original ds or maybe it's the nintendo ds2 i'm gonna be honest with you when they showed ds2 i was like you mean the sequel to the ds (laughs) everyone was like that it's such a it's such a funny joke because it is like oh it's gonna be on the ds2 we digress um i'm very excited for for death stranding 2 i do think it
0: does have the capacity to be uh in the best games that that glorious pedestal of the best games of all time like i have the first one in um hmm. but we'll have to wait and see what it plays like um small little dlc thing for cyberpunk phantom liberty idris elba is in the game our main man knuckles from sonic 2 oh,
1: um, it's so funny i'm interested
0: now. in in the story of this i liked the cyberpunk story didn't like the game that much but hey idris elba <laughs>
1: Oh, it's so funny because he does play Knuckles and he just he just said so many things. And now it's just like, every time I see Idris Elba, it's just like, oh, it's going to be a Knuckles game. It's like, oh no. It oh, it's a Knuckles clone. game.
0: All right. Man, Idris Elba is so cool.
1: He's cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. he's a cool guy.
0: Jedi Survivor showed its first real big gameplay trailer. Now mm-hmm. I played Fallen Order. My big thing with that, I be- this was before we did the podcast that I played Jedi um, Fallen Order. My big thing with that was that it leaned too hard into being souls and didn't have fast travel so every time you wanted to mm-hmm. go into an area you had to like go into the area mm-hmm. without any kind of like shortcuts or stuff like that plus like it, it just wasn't that fun mechanically with the upgrade system and everything so i always thought this is one of those games that's a really good story and not great gameplay for right. me so i'm just hoping that Survivor kind of fixes some issues that I have in the first one.
1: I may see this as sort of the first one was kind of their like baby steps. And hopefully with the sequel, they can be like, okay, this worked. This didn't we'll work upon what doesn't work and we'll, you know, expand what does work. And hopefully the gameplay can win you over with the second one. Because it, it seems to not be the worst Star Wars game. It seems like they're no, trying no, it's to competent. put it in. Yeah, it's, it's just like they're trying. It's so
0: souls that, like, I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully they're not, like, I don't know. We're just gonna keep it as is, but hopefully they they are like we'll expand upon what works and what doesn't. We'll fix it. We'll change it up.
0: Yeah. Um. I expect some really cool locations, lore, maybe some cameos. Um. The first one definitely had a cool part where you go to Dathomir, which is the homeworld of Darth Maul, and you fight against that. Um. You fight against this. You know the same type of uh alien that Darth Maul is. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. The Knight Brothers, as they call them. Um. So that's pretty cool. Um. I love it when they bring in kind of like dathomir into the into anything of star wars like they did a whole clone wars arc where they go to dathomir and they meet with the night witches and it's kind of like that planet is a whole you know magical thing so um that's besides the point but like if there's something as cool as that in in jedi survivor i think we're setting up for like a good story here Mm. um diablo 4 got announced with a june release date yes this is more diablo no, it's going to probably be a little bit different from, from 2 and 3, obviously, since 3 is a lot different from 2.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is a game I think will get delayed past June. Uh, I, I can see it. Delayed. I don't think yeah. there's any getting around that.
1: <laughs> I can see it. Um, I, I forgot this was even a thing when I first... See, that's how much I, like, I'm I, maybe out of the loop where I was like, wait, is this being announced or is this sort of an update to it? Uh, yeah, I it was just the release date,
0: because they've had, oh, they well, not open beta, they've had, like, closed betas mm-hmm. for this for a while, and it's, like, shaping up really good. I'll probably get this on the sheer fact that, like, I was playing Chaos Bane the other, like, the other day, and I was like, you know what, I really would like to play Diablo 4, because 3 is good, and 4 can only be better. Um, after talking about 2, like, last week and saying, you know, I'm a little bit disappointed in 2. But mm-hmm. like this is as Diablo as Diablo gets. There's not much to say aside from the fact that I don't think this is making its June release
1: date. That's just me though. We'll see. You know, maybe maybe we're wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just I will be shocked if it if it does, especially, you know, coming out a few days after this next game, Street Fighter Six in oh, the pre show. Street Fighter Six mm, revealed you... four characters. Three newcomers, JP, Marisa, and Manon. And returning fighter, DJ, last seen in Street Fighter 4. This game, every single bit of this game that they show screams confidence to me. That I am just shocked it's not coming out till June. This game could come out tomorrow and I'd be like, yeah, they're, they seem pretty confident.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I can maybe see like a delay for like a couple months but nothing more than that i think they're, they're i think them having some uh, betas and stuff kind of here and there and yeah. looking pretty presentable and playable i don't think they're far from their like to like they're like I I think goal. they might
0: have set it at june so they wouldn't have to delay it
1: yeah it's like i think i think they're on their basically they're on track of to meet their their release goal There, i don't think there there's any problems that i can see from from like just not looking far into it. Seems like it'll probably release when they announced it.
0: And and get this, if I get into that Street Fighter Six um closed beta, we might be able to talk about Street Fighter Six on next episode. Cross our fingers. <laughs> Cross our fingers. Um the new characters look really cool. Manon especially, she's though the pink hair one, I really like. Mm-hmm. She looks very cool. Um it's good to see DJ back and
1: I I, I need them to reveal been... Cammy already. <laughs> Four, I think four is the last. Four had everyone. Yeah, it was four. Four is one of those weird ones where. Yeah. I mean, four was released what two thousand eight. It's been a while. Se-
0: yeah, seven or eight, something like that. It's
1: been a while. People don't remember yeah. like how long since it's been since the fourth one. So it's been a while.
0: Gonna get through some of these fast. Tekken eight new trailer, but not so much a gameplay trailer. Gameplay, it's just like let's game show gameplay. some
1: of the new characters. Um, I think all right. So I'll say this i'm pretty sure it it showed law i don't Hmm. think it's martial law if it is martial law they heavily redesigned him it might be his son forest law and they could obviously explain why the redesign for that it's not martial law it's forest law um but he's in it they showed june right i think they did june They did. They showed her. But my thing is that they changed. If you look from the trailer, he's changed a lot from his looks. And there's, like, obviously reasons for that. But it's sort of, like, we'll see how, like, I know Street Fighter is, like, we're never bringing back uh, Fei Long. A lot of companies, even, like, Mortal Kombat, like... Liu Kang is so different now so I want to see where Tekken was going to go with that Mm -hmm. but other than that some gameplay not really and obviously showing some characters but I mean it looks good I'd like to at
0: least see a match to see what the changes they're bringing
1: to the table are if
0: it's Mm -hmm. as like wildly different as Street Fighter
1: 6 I agree I agree with that statement
0: Um, Horizon Burning Shores is a DLC expansion that is coming out where you go to, like, the Hollywood sign in in Horizon. Now, after Forbidden West, I'm probably not going to get this DLC, but I think that the interesting thing to note is that this DLC is only for the PlayStation 5 version. Now, remember, Horizon Forbidden West is a cross-gen game, Mm -hmm. but this is a DLC that is specifically only for the current gen, which I think is a little weird.
1: I think we're sort of seeing the beginning of the end of the PS4 support. Mm -hmm. It's definitely the beginning. <laughs> I was of thinking the end. that this weekend. Um, if let's say, if I don't know how God of War does, but let's say if they do DLC for that, I can also see them going with the it's a PS five exclusive. Maybe not, yeah. not God of War, but I can definitely. But I don't, see this. I don't see them doing DLC for it's, God of War. I think it's too massive already. It's the first nail in the coffin for PS four. Where yeah. it's like at some yeah. point people are gonna have to upgrade now.
0: Yeah, w- without spoilers, there's an area in Ragnarok that does feel like the DLC expansion. um suicide squad kill the justice league got a new trailer this is where my um, twitch feed started messing up but i (laughs) did see that this is kevin conroy's final performance in a game and he is
1: batman his final performance as the dark knight it was sort of really hyped up because it is like batman yeah arguably dc's biggest like hero without question yes
0: absolutely is their biggest hero
1: yeah, so it's it's a very nice uh, you know, you know, saying, you know, support a and send saying off, thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's very nice of uh, a lot of people were very tearful. I can I you know, I can guarantee you people were having some tear, you know, some tear jerks here and there because Yeah. you know, I felt like it was a really good way to sort of send off the final performance. So it was it was really nice.
0: Man, I love Kevin Conroy's Batman so much. I did pick up the the complete animated series uh, mm-hmm. over the weekend. Um, so i could have all the episodes the mask of the phantasm all that stuff so i'm looking forward to digging back into those from when i was younger and um, watching them all in order and just going through the whole you know swath of like this is kevin conroy batman Mm -hmm. mark camel joker all that stuff
1: big legacy Um, big
0: footprint that yeah never be replaced not to mention the arkham games like oh what a performance in those those (laughs) yeah
1: talk about the legacy of those games
0: yeah next up a game that I don't care about is Crash Team Rumble. However, <laughs> they did bring '90s Crash mascot in to announce the game, and I thought that was one of the hypest moments of the show. Said,
1: a game I don't care about, but Crash, uh, Crash. The well, it team looks like a, it looks like
0: an multiplayer game that just an multiplayer um,
1: game. I really, I do like the announcement performance. I thought that was one of the funniest yes. things they've done in a while. It was it so was
0: amazing really... seeing that suit come out. I was like, oh, the hey, phone I'll remember that. had me
1: rolling. The old '90s phone. That was a that was a really good announcement. Good announcement. Game is sort of uh, is a F for for Crash you. in
0: general is like I appreciate Crash for what it is. It's often too hard
1: for me, but it's but, not. You know, our game. it's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We can see why people enjoyed it, but it's like we've like mostly on the Donkey Kong realm over the Crash realm.
0: Yeah, Crash is a little too uh, fifth gen hard for me. Mm-hmm. yeah is I it fifth agree. gen or is it f- something like that whatever gen the n64 was yeah gen- fifth gen PS4 <laughs>
1: was eighth gen so then yeah. so it's fifth PS- gen yeah fifth gen yeah
0: um now here's one crime boss rock a city featuring oh. michael madsen chuck norris danny glover kim <laughs> bassinger danny Trejo, vanilla ice michael rooker damien poitier who was who was the guy in Deadly Premonition 2, by the way? Yeah.
1: The the, um, the musician dude that was like, Yeah. <laughs> I will say uh, one, I I, uh, I love Michael Manson. He's uh he, of course. he's this is not his first game performance, the earliest I can at least remember. He played Finn in uh, Black Ops Two Zombies for Mob of the Dead, mm. which is my has a lot of good celebrities, but I so this is not his first rodeo and voice acting okay. video games. But he just has a, a really cool voice. He's one of those guys. He's where got the voice. He's Steve, like Steve Bloom's voice, Michael Manson's voice. He's got like that he, voice. Like he, yeah. Idris Elba, those voices, like, those are iconic voices. Like, I know who yes. that is. And talk about an interesting cast and maybe, an, a, hopefully, a very interesting game that I'm very interested in because of the cast alone. The cast is just like, who would have just thought to put all these people into one game?
0: Now, the cast, the theming come on it looks like 80 oh, the it looks like good. gta vice city but not gta nineties. Yeah. um now i hear it might be a stealth shooter kind of hoping there that it's like i mean for me that's if it's gonna be a stealth shooter but for you that for seems me. like if it's an immersive sim like i think you'd love death loop
1: um you've played dishonored right oh i like dishonored i never beat it cause yeah I made you like it dishonored. too difficult for me but i like Dishonored. yeah
0: but, you know, it, this might be an immersive sim. I'm hoping it's more story focused than anything because why get all these actors <laughs> if you're not going to do a huge focus on the story? Um, yeah. But, man, what a trailer. This reminded me of that one, like, Vice City-looking beat-em-up thing that they announced at, <laughs> like, a few games showcases ago that I cannot remember the name of. But, man, that's another one <laughs> I want to play.
1: That was pretty good. This is a good trailer. Yeah. I- I'm in- very interested
0: hey, you know what else was a good trailer? Transformers reactivate. That did not let you
1: in. Oh my God. (laughs) Talk about, I'm sorry. When we watched it, we'll explain this. I was like a couple seconds ahead. Like I would say half. A minute, so I was like thirty seconds, maybe a minute ahead. So I would see things, and I would so hard try not to spoil it (laughs) for you. But this one, it just—I I I didn't think about it. It slipped my mouth, and I said Transformers, and you were like, "What?" And then obviously you saw the time. I was like,
0: "Wait a second, this looks like a generic like, um, what like." another dead space thing like oh aliens are attacking the earth and all that stuff oh. the, the city is on fire didn't it look like a generic game and yeah, all of a sudden you see like... a transformer hand
1: pop up you're like what <laughs> yeah and then i saw the title and that's when like i I, was try- I apologize but i was like i i'm sorry but that caught me so off guard <laughs> it's gonna be good it's gonna be good it just looks good and i love the trailer what a clever trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's it was very one. I I would say it was the most shocking reveal Definitely. in the title. Just I was with, more legit like shook yeah, than even like, with Death
0: Stranding I 2. I was telling you, I just blabbed it out. I said, what? Transformers? And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, God. Another big surprise, Remnant 2. Now we've played Revenant Remnant. 2, yeah.
1: I remember. Did we? Oh, don't I, want, don't
0: I can't remember if we played this before we, we started doing the
1: podcast we played yeah we did play 30 without frames without the 60 frames patch of day and we stopped at a very difficult boss that i just could not we but, were
0: close to the end too oh, it really bothered man. me
1: that that boss was so stupid it's so <laughs> difficult and it's just like i didn't want to split hairs over it and i was just yeah. like uh because it wasn't like we we're making progress and it just like i got no like it was like no progress it was like we was walked in into fight. the arena and then bam done yeah it was, there was nothing we, we were done. done. And then and I walked I,
0: in solo, and it was the easiest thing. I was like, "Are you kidding uh, me?"
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe one day. I'll, maybe I'll one
0: day we membership. go back to Remnant at sixty frames.
1: <laughs> Probably the second one. If I, I, it wasn't a bad experience the whole game. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine.
0: Uh, Destiny Two Lightfall had a new trailer.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: was a Destiny trailer. I really liked it. Looking forward to Destiny Lightfall. 2, but what yeah. I want to talk about is Armored Core Six oh my god so oh i don't have yeah. too much experience with with armored core i do remember really going into gamestop when i was a, a kid when the ps3 came out and playing the demo for four and not knowing how to play but like <laughs> had fun moving around shooting other robots with my robot um armored cores is, is a classic mech game where you really got to get into the nitty-gritty of customizing your weapons and your, your, your flight boosters and all that saucer stuff. upgrades! Um, you gotta get saucer, saucer upgrades. upgrades. I think you're
1: saying <laughs> yeah. a weapon. How about an upgrade for your weapons? No? How about your saucer?
0: Discord had cut you out at the beginning of that, so I didn't know what you were saying, but then you said <laughs> upgrades. I'm like, oh, I know exactly.
1: Oh, man, I like um, how you were more shocked that it was 6. You're like, wait, where's 5?
0: I know, I was like, wait a second, where's 5? But then I remembered Armored Core 5 was, like, a very late PS3 game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, not the type of game you expect from From Software nowadays because mm-hmm. they're mostly doing soul stuff. Um, it's being done by, I think, the lead on this game is the same guy that was the lead on Sekiro. Um, I expect this to be a good game, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more accessible than Armored Core was before. But, um, if you're looking for maybe an idea of how the mech genre plays, there's a Switch game, Demon X Machina, that kind of has like similar systems, I believe, to, to okay. Armored Core. But um, with Armored Core 6, I am cautiously optimistic. It, I am very much excited by the trailer, but this does this is one of those genres that can be hard if mm-hmm. you're not completely in tuned with, with what you're doing here. It's a lot of number crunching, I'm sure. Um, so that's cool. And they ended the show with a new trailer for Final Fantasy sixteen, a game that... Does look incredible. I'm they excited did. to play yeah, it. I remember that. June release date?
1: They did um, announce a release date.
0: Yeah, June 22nd, I want to say, or 23rd, something like
1: that. Something, is yeah, that June 22nd? Yeah, I think it was like June
0: 22nd. So here's where the cautious part comes in. I do not like Final Fantasy 15 <laughs> at all. And, you know, this is the, the guy that's doing 16, is the guy that does 14. I expect the story to be good. Will the gameplay be good? I'm tempted to say if it's better than 15, it should be fine. It should <laughs> be fine. Um, it, it is worth noting that this is the first M-rated game
1: in the main series. I believe surprising. Type Zero was after was like so them. many. Yeah, that's like yeah. okay. That's pretty surprising. Actually, never realized that. So I am expecting a I good mean, <sighs> mature story here's, with. This here's one. the thing. I'll say this: it's weird, and uh, say I'll say it like this. Uh, Poltergeist is an iconic horror movie. People assume it yeah. to be rated R. It's No, it's, it's PG thirteen. Yeah. Jaws, another one of those movies you assume to be rated R, it's PG. It's not even PG thirteen, yeah. but it's for the PG rating. So it's one of those things where it may be a mature rating, but I can maybe only expect it to be that rating for language and probably nothing much. That would be my theory, because yeah. a couple bad words will get you an mr rating. They'll get you the M rating. Yeah, even if, like, your your movie can be PG-13, but if you drop a little bit too many bad words, they'll s- slap it with an R rating.
0: There, there are times when I'm like, how did Uncharted 2 and 3 ever get a T rating? Because there's a lot of language in Uncharted 2 and mm-hmm. 3 that I'm like, there's no way this would be allowed in a T rating back in the day.
1: Basically, my point is, don't expect this to be a really crazy Final Fantasy game. I'm assuming it's the language. That's my yeah. my theory on that. With Yoshi P in charge, um, I am expecting the story to like blow okay. me away. If you, if you, if you, the guy, yeah, then maybe it may, might be a bit more. But I'm, I'm basically saying that don't expect it to be like some. Yeah, crazy I'm not level. expecting yeah. it to be like
0: Doom Eternal or something. Yeah, don't. Just... <laughs> I don't expect that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's still Final Fantasy.
0: At the end mm-hmm. of the day. There was a new clip from the Mario movie. Uh, we don't have to talk about that this week. But it was a good clip, and they placed some classic music in there. Um, but that's all for the, like, big reveals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to say this. I know it wasn't as exciting for you, but I do, like, I thought about this all weekend. This
1: is the best Game Awards that Jeff has ever done. I think the what it's done, yes. I think it's, here's the thing. For me to be foaming at the mouth for stuff to be announced, it's like, it's crazy announcement that I don't think it's possible. Most, some of it is remakes, but a lot of it is not like I'm against new games. It's just sort of this idea that I need to really see it sort of like, uh, the, was it the crime boss where I was never predicting or wishing for a game like this, but seeing it, I'm like, yeah. okay, now I'm interested. It's sort of like when now I initially it. see it, I, I'll be like, I'll know if I'm interested or not in it. Just off the the vibe and the you know, the way it's presented and people you know involved in it. That's how I'll see if I'm interested in a game.
0: But overall I mean, a great show.
1: I agreed show. with
0: most of the winners of the of the awards parts. Plus Jeff Keighley, he's like a, a stable thing in, in in games media. It's like Jeff Keeley's been doing this for long before he the is, Game Awards even <laughs> existed. He did game trailers, TV, friends. and everything when I was a kid. When he,
1: when he brings people to the stage and he talks about his friends, he has a very his like his friend group is very interesting. But I think it's like a really good, interesting friend group. Yeah,
0: I mean, he had Al Pacino come out. He had that Reggie come crazy. out. Was <laughs> um, Kojima was there. Yeah. What a, what a great show, and some good reveals to boot. Um, So, I mean, just to look at this this list of games we talked about will tell you probably a, a few of the topics that will <laughs> be coming in Markers on the Map 2023. But I feel like there's one important thing to do before we sign off for the week, and that is Pokemon Drip, Pokemon drip. Gold and Silver. This week we're looking at the seventh gym leader. His name is Price. I'll give you a guess as to what type of Pokemon Price is trains. he like a,
1: a winter theme.
0: Yes, he's Price because his type is ice.
1: <laughs> it has like a winter. Price theme. looks like, cool. Um, his coat flames. His vest, uh, pretty good. His turtleneck sweater, pretty good actually. It's uh really nice. Goes with his uh hairstyle, very gray. Very white. And the scarf, like snow. Robert, the scarf. The scarf, yeah, with the cane with the brown, very much like white as snow, and like, you know, the brown is very earthy, so it still has yeah. sort of a earthness to it, and the like blue, it sort of reminds you of cold, you know, it could remind you of yeah. a lot of things, but the color of it and the shade of it, and obviously it being a very large coat, it's like, okay, this is like cold guy weather. I'm just like looking at price,
0: I'm like, dude is a very stylish guy. Like I have no qualms mm-hmm. with 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 this man's drip. The cane this, alone like,
1: is like it get, it boosts his like drip a hundred percent. He's a he's an old school player, man. He's I've been playing poke I've been collecting Pokemon longer be- before you were born,
0: kid. I mean, he is the old dude member of the of the gym leaders in in Pokemon Gold and Silver. But you know what? The years have been kind.
1: Yeah, he's aged pretty well. Four and a half, Badoof. I, I could give him five. four, four and a half. I'll give him a solid four.
0: And the only reason I don't say five is because next week, when we do the eighth and final gym leader of Gold and Silver, that is the coolest design for me.
1: <laughs> I can maybe dock his, like, hair, but that's, like, nitpicking. So it's like, yeah, I'll give it the, the why it's not a five. I'll, I'll say it's the hair.
0: Anyway, so we were talking about Game its this week, so we don't have time for any you know game updates Mm -hmm. um i've been playing a few things also fall guys stuff like that i did get the Lobstar costume i did it i did it i did this this season's sweat sweat mode event i did it (laughs) but for right now robert would you say we've done an episode yep that should wrap it up all right as usual guys we want to thank you so much for listening please listen to us on apple podcast leave a five star review And download an episode subscribe. If you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, we're also on Google Podcasts and Spotify. And for right now, I do have a classic video game quote to end the episode with. And that video game quote is, and I quote, You know, Ellie, we really are the Game Awards 2022. Pretty sure that was from uh, League of Legends. So we'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Later.